0: is Jesus we talking about you is Jesus we are talking about we're talking about you. talking about you people preach Romans 6 one they say well all of these people that are preaching that God loves you regardless they are preaching with grace they, they say they are saying they, they, are, they are saved God loves them They're something something and they have so many issues. listen Bible students I mean you know I will show you from the scripture if you want to argue in the future make sure you know your bible come and meet me if you don't know your bible don't even write to me don't text me don't send me email regarding things like this but if you really know your bible if you're a good bible student you can come do you understand now romans 6 1. romans 6 1 is a continuation of romans 5. let's directly divide the, the word of truth since you guys can stay behind just give me romans 5 the last two verses romans chapter 5 the last two verses romans 5 the last two verses so paul preached to a level he said it's not the gospel christ he preached it so radically and then people had issues with him they're like well, do you mean you cannot go and do anything we like he's telling them about their freedom in god yet they are not still seeing the loving kindness they are seeing the fact that i mean are you not telling people do what they like Mm-mm. when somebody preach radical gospel radical love is pointing you back to the love of god He's making you see the graciousness of god one of the questions I like to ask you is this If you have to be a pretty girl, you went back home not because you even love the father, but because you are motivated by hunger, I said this in the last session, and then yet the father still loves you regardless. I want to ask you one question Will you wake up one day again and say, Father, give me my negligence again? I want to go the second time. The answer is plainly no. So I want to start from verse Romans 5, and then I want to link scripture with scripture. I will, do, I will Romans 5, I want to jump to Romans 6. So Romans 5, the last two verses says, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. Stop. So Paul was thinking to understand. Don't do this, don't do that, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. It entered the world so that it can make us understand that in good, we have offense in us. It's entered so that offense may abound. When you preach the law, you want, in quote, offense to abound. But listen, that's it, But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Where there is sin, grace abound much more. So when Paul got to this point of his sermon, people added to him. They said, "You see, you see, you see." He's saying people can go and say, "He's saying no matter how worst your sin is, the grace of God is still much more than your sin, and it can save you if you get if you believe today that Jesus died for that sin." He's making you understand that the worst sinner, as long as he can say, "Lord, I believe that I'm the Son of God." that you are the son of God, I believe today that you died for my sin, He can be saved. No matter how grievous your sin is, said, where sin abound? no matter how grievous that sin is, grace is much more. Don't compromise the grace of God all because you want people to, in quotes, stand up to your moral standard. Preach the grace of God. It is the grace of God that can transform people. It is the goodness of God that leads to repentance. So he got to this part of his sermon and then verse 21 says, that as sin rain reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Christ Jesus our Lord. When people hear that part, they lost it. Then what do you mean? We're sinning around, grace upon much more. And they say, okay, what are you now saying? Verse 6. What shall we say then? Shall we continue to sing? Are you saying we should, go and we should keep sinning? And then we keep saying, well, it's the grace of it. It's the grace of it. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. You are hearing what Paul didn't preach. But either way you even want to put it, Paul said, is there sin? Is your brother living a wayward life? He is qualified for the grace of God because there's hope for him. Grace is flowing in his direction. He can be saved. Where sin abound, are the people in quote, in quote, in quote, the teenagers under you, the people that followed you, the, the your, your brothers, your sisters, your friends, are they living in sin? Are they not saved today? And they're living the life they want. God is making you understand. There is hope for them because why? Where sin abound, grace abound much more. What is grace? Undeserved goodness, undeserved favor. So many people that preach Romans six 1, Honestly, I, I've had somebody preach Romans six one before. He said, "All these believer that they keep saying grace abound much more." Mm, it's not all these believer. It is the Bible that says grace. Do you understand? First of all, don't attack me if I'm preaching the Bible. <coughs> The Bible says we're we're seen around grace. The Bible says it first. say you see, first of all you have issues, we're still praying. Secondly, secondly, listen, secondly, you guys are Bible students, so I'm, I'm taking time to explain this thing to you guys. Secondly, it's making us understand no matter how bad it can be, it can never be as bad as how good the graciousness of God is. No matter how bad anybody is, the person can be saved. Have you ever seen some religious people? They say, "Ah, that guy has gone to find the world; he can't be saved anymore." Like somebody told David to tell me one time. He said, "Ah, Peter Yinka, Yinka has gone to the world; he can't be saved anymore." I'm, I'm thinking, there's nothing like that as far as heaven is concerned. No matter how, how grievous anybody has gone in the world, no matter the thief on the cross with Jesus, where sin abound, the thief grace abound much more. Jesus still gave one of them goodness that he didn't deserve. The man said, Jesus, remember me today in paradise. Jesus did not say, ah, there are 10 things you have to do to be saved. Number one, you have to ask for forgiveness first. Then number two, you have to cry. Number three, you have to repent. Number four, you have to do restitution, give everything you want. Number five, you have to join a unit in church. Number six, you have to do kingdom advancement prayer. Number seven, he didn't give any rules. You know what? Where sin abound, grace abound much more. So you see sinners, thieves on the cross, grace still found one of them. Because right, why? No matter how, though there is no debt you can go that you can get disqualified for the grace of God. If the grace of God is going to locate whatsoever you, you no matter how, that's hope for me, honestly. No matter how wayward any of your siblings is living, there is hope for them because where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. And then he preached that when Paul preaches, people say, hey, what do you mean? Do you say people are going to Sin? You see, people, religious people just have issues with good news. They just have it. When you put good news, they have issues. So let's hear what Paul replied. So that was what Paul was quoting what people are asking him. Okay, shall we then come to agree with Listen, he didn't even say no, actually. He said, God forbid. Stop. One thing is, ah, uh, no, now that's not what I'm saying. Another thing is, it is not possible. In the origin, it means it is not. Let me tell you this. You guys want to hear the radical truth, right? It is not possible. He said, How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer, daring? Stop. It's getting brutal here. I guess you need to take this truth. I guess you are ready for this. <laughs> it's getting very deep right now. Very, very deep. Paul didn't say, No, that's not what I'm preaching. He doesn't even have time to defend himself. Even if they have hearing problem, he doesn't have time to defend himself. Let me tell you this you don't have to tell a sinner that he's committing a sin or that he's a sinner before he knows that he's a sinner. A sinner knows he's a sinner. You don't have to tell the sinner. I mean, do I have to come and tell you that you should not, in quotes, in quotes, that the last time you, you said something you're not supposed to say? That you, do you have to tell you before you know you, you said something wrong? Do you understand? Do I have to tell you that lying is a sin? But you know, like this, do you understand? Because I have issues with people that, that have issues with me for not preaching sin. I want to preach righteousness. I'm not sin conscious. I'm Jesus conscious. I'm righteousness conscious. I'll preach the righteousness of God that can transform. So people have issues with preachers that don't preach sin. Sin, sin, sin. And When you go to their church where they are preaching sin, they are so sin conscious, it's not as if in their church there's so many backbiting in that same church. I mean, I've, I've taken time to research, I've taken time to research, just follow the rider. So, Paul said, God forbid, he didn't say no, it means God forbid, it is not possible. Listen, if you are a believer today, I mean, I'm not talking about people that say something like, Well, I'm not talking about church goers, people that go to church on Sunday, I'm talking about a good believer who has an a, an area of his life or a life that god is still a weakness that is still saying god help in this area of my life listen it's not going to be for long let me tell you this whether i like it or not even if the person is a believer and the person is still drinking if the person is a genuine believer and is still drinking i'm telling you it's just a matter of time it doesn't make him a sinner ain't got a hair. you see you say you are not drink you have hearing problems if that's what you're doing listen let's let's study you, you have time to study Whosoever is always fast to point fingers check those people you should run away from them they are pharisees they are always looking for things in people's eyes and they don't check the things on their own eyes don't be strict to point fingers if a person is saved today the person is born again today and the person is still drinking listen the person is not unborn again it doesn't make a person a sinner what the person needs is renewal of mind the person needs somebody who's going to make him understand and that's why we need much more teachers to rise to preach the real gospel Paul said, God forbid. How shall we, we were dead to sin? Listen, anger is an older bit. Does that mean I can still get anger as a believer? Yes. Do you understand? Unbelief is an older bit. Does that mean at times if there's a prophecy, I can still doubt? Yes. Do you understand? I get amazed at times. I'm telling you truth of God's word. At times when people get surprised when they, they see a believer in, in, in fact the bible even says in the book of galatians 6 1. he said if you see any of your believer overtaken in a trespass he said restore the person teach the person bro it's okay that's not who you are rise up you can rise again but people today religious people they see a believer one mistake or the other and then they capitalize on that person's sake and then they are ready to define the totality of the believer as that one mistake so paul preached so radically people said you know what. You see, you see, you see, what are we say? Are you not saying you, you should keep on saying because Paul said, God forbid, it it's it's not possible. If you are saved today, even if you have a weakness, I'm telling you, it is called old habit You categorize it as what it is, it's called old habits. Even Paul, the greatest of the apostles, says, The thing I don't want to do, I end up doing it. He says there's in your flesh dwells no good thing. Because some of us think, well, now that you are saved, and then you now realize, oh, you still got angry. And then you are now trying to hurt yourself, blame yourself. No, that's not who you are. That is not who you are. That is old you, old habits. Living the reality of the new you. That is old habits. The real you is your identity. You are not defined by that anger anymore. You are not defined by that anger anymore. The real you is the righteousness of God. That's why I want to keep preaching. God is your righteousness. But when you become, become one with your identity, the one becomes easy for you to live right. So Paul said, "God forbid." It's, it's not even a, he, he wasn't even trying to defend himself. He said, "It is not possible." He said, "It is not possible." It is not possible, guys. In fact, if you continue Romans chapter six verse fourteen downward, then he says, "Sin shall not have dominion over you." Let me tell you this: in that context, sin is a now. Sin shall not, your addiction shall never have dominion. Over. I'm telling you, it's only for a season. I'm telling you. Just keep declaring god i am still loved by you god i am the righteousness of god the reason is not the person that gets angry the reason is not the person that drinks the reason is not the person that lies lord i am the righteousness of god But day just i'm telling you you will lose appetite it will wear away one day just realize one day wow you've not drink in the past two months do you understand don't let anybody condemn you blame you because i mean you know i get amazed christianity where you see co-believers trying to hunt co-believers they're trying to talk them down so something happened in the life of a believer you you see believer and the only thing they want to tell the person is you see and the only thing you want to do is just to condemn if nobody has words of grace in your life you better don't listen to them so basically there are always context for things so one time that i saw somebody preaching Romans six so but he said you see all those believers that say can we uh, we keep on singing and uh, that they preach grace 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 even the bible says can we keep on singing and i'm asking sir What's your own definition? They can't even they can't even preach grace. They don't even know what grace. is. you understand? They can't preach grace expressly. They don't want. I'm telling you, most of the people that say, yeah, you see," oh, they they can't Third, ask them what is grace. I'm telling you, they can't ask. Ask them what is justification. They don't know it. I'm telling you. I've listened to preachers, preachers that preachers and eh, all of this. Listen, don't in quote call unclean what God has not called unclean. That was one of the correction God corrected. for Peter. God said. Anything I'm not called unclean, don't call unclean. If today you are clean by the Spirit of God, by the blood of the Lamb, don't call yourself unclean. You are the righteousness of God. Sin, your weakness shall not have dominion over you. It shall not have dominion. Because why? You are not under the You are under the grace of God. Grace is our Savior. And grace is the person, the person of Jesus. The Bible says in John 1, 17, Grace and truth came to the person of Jesus. Let's start preaching the truth. I feel like people will be much more delivered. Don't, don't don't preach don't, don't don't preach what is not preach the scripture in the scripture we are dead to sin the day you got saved you were dead to sin that is why you still have some you still have your, your 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 conscience telling you oh my god i shouldn't have said that then the holy spirit will tell you okay it's okay you shouldn't have said that but listen jesus paid for that that you, you shouldn't have said that your conscience just told you jesus also paid for that So live in the righteousness of who you are. Live in the identity of the righteousness. Do you understand? This is not even my message. Maybe someday, if God allows us to study the book of Romans, we'll possibly talk more about these things. But don't let anybody just... i always tell you guys this. Let people just interpret the Bible in its context. 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 All right. Do you love this Jesus? Do you think you love this Jesus? At this point of my life, I'm not scared of how people will respond to the love of God. I'm not ready to compromise the love of God on where, how people take it. Rather, I'm ready to preach the love of God and then I know that there's the goodness of God that will lead people to repentance. Listen, I still feel we are, we are not even fully preaching the love of God yet. We've not preached is 0.000000001 of the love of God yet. Don't let anybody preach message to you and, and it's producing fear in your heart. Celebrate Jesus, everybody. Just give it back to Jesus. Just give back to Jesus. I'm going to end the session on Facebook audio right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just celebrate Jesus. Give back to Jesus. The one who loves you the way you are. Glory Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Celebrate Jesus. Celebrate Jesus. There is no fear in the kind of God's love for you. Don't let anybody scare you from. Make sure they know their Bible. Make sure they know their Bible. If they don't know their Bible, they will come and preach rubbish to you. I mean, they will will definitely come and preach rubbish to you since they don't they don't know their Bible. So I'm not surprised they come and preach rubbish to you. You can't preach rubbish to you, but just celebrate Jesus. Give to the one who loves you the way you are. And you know, at times I see, I think when believers find themselves in situations, they feel as if God is even against them. They feel as if God is haunting them. I'm thinking, if you have that kind of notion about God, then what's the what's the work of the devil? Because the devil is the accuser of the brethren, not God. God is the deliverer of the brethren. He's the one reminding you, "I love you, regardless." And then when you realize, wow, so God even never stop loving me, that will empower you naturally to respond to His love see there's so many things to teach guys <laughs> so just so many things to teach <laughs> okay let me wrap up i feel so blessed i feel as if i there's a truth that has been released in the atmosphere right now we give you all the praise father thank you jesus for in jesus mighty name i will pray it. and let like god's people say amen it's jesus we're talking about you Jesus, we are talking about, talking about, talking about you.